I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very much. Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful morning out there. Past four hot air balloons going up, being launched about 40 minutes ago on my way to the broadcast studio. And it is absolutely beautiful. We were taking our grandson home last night at dusk, and the he thought purple, uh, orange, I thought they looked kind of purplish, and gold clouds with the almost full moon coming up through them. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful time of year. The uh, autumn shades of, of uh, lighting late in the day and early in the morning. It's just a really pretty time of year. Good morning and, and welcome to my program. I'm Neil Sperry. And since 1978, I have been doing garden broadcasting. And I'd love to have you involved this morning. You need to pick up the phone. We are live. And uh, it is the 19th of September, which is a significant date in my life. And I'll explain sometime this morning. Uh, it, if you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Mike Bass is in the other studio, and he is answering the phones and screening the calls and running the boards. And there are probably, I'm going to guess, I'm not in that studio, but I'm looking at a smaller board that has at least uh, uh, 40 or 50 different options that I could mangle. I have blue tape on mine keeping me from mangling anything. Uh, Mike doesn't mangle. Mike knows what to do. And he probably has a thousand options with all the buttons and the levers and the pots that he has on his board. He knows what to do. He's the smart guy among the two of us. I just talk gardening. If you'd like to talk about the plants at your place, you'll pick up that phone and give us a call at 800-288-9227. Mike will get you all screened and ready to go on the air, and I'll talk to you about anything horticultural and urban horticulture. I don't do pastures. I don't do chicken and goats, uh, but I do talk about your landscape, your vegetable garden, your flower beds, uh, house plants, anything that has to do with the plants around your landscape, around your house. Uh, that's it. That's what we do. Been doing it for a long time now. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Please do. Call right now, won't you please? Uh, we have the Fort Worth Botanic Garden Report. Always starts off our program right now. Steve uh, Huddleston, Public Relations Manager for the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas, normally files his report in person. He has asked me to fill in for him today, and we're going to talk about one, two, three plants. Root beer plant, Piper auritum, uh, a fast-growing perennial with very large, very large heart-shaped leaves that smell just like root beer when rubbed between the fingers. It's native to tropical forests from Mexico to South America, and its spicy leaves are used for various culinary and medicinal purposes. The leaves contain saffron, which imparts a spicy flavor to the leaves and makes it valuable as a seasoning. That's root beer plant. And normally this is the place where I would say, Steve, where is that growing at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? And here is Steve's answer. Oh, Steve isn't here to answer, so I don't have that answer. But you can ask when you go in. That's root beer plant, Piper, our item. And uh, 
You know, Piper is uh, is close to Peperomia. It's in that same group, and a lot of fun plants in that group. Now I tell you about one that I featured in eGardens just two days ago because it has been blooming this week at my home, oxblood lilies. Rhodophiala bifida. I love this bulb. It's blooming in a wide swath across the street from the restaurant. It's a fall-blooming bulb brought to Texas from Argentina early in the 20th century. It does well in our heavy clay soils. The flowers are red, trumpet-shaped, kind of like little amaryllis. They're borne several to a stem. The foliage is strap-like and emerges after it flowers. So there's nothing there right now but the little flowers atop the uh, the, the stems. That's it. And it uh, its foliage is uh, uh, in the in, is very visible all through the winter. And then it dies down by early summer. Then in early September, often after rainfall, it, it the, the the flower stems pop up. They adorn the landscape with their crimson blooms. And I will tell you that from my own uh, experience in the ones along our driveway and elsewhere in my garden. I've had them for 35 years or so. They often bloom two and three times, usually 10 to 12 days apart. This is the first round of blooms for mine, and uh, I love this plant. It's one of my favorite bulbs. Oxblood lily, Rhodophiala, R-H-O-D-O, P-H-I-A-L-A, oxblood lily. Look it up online. If you're going to buy it online, be very careful. I bought off eBay one year and had wonderful bulbs that came in. I bought it off eBay another time. Not such good luck. So be very careful. Know your sources. If you buy it from uh, specialty bulb houses, it may be very expensive to buy one bulb. Beware of those that sell a lot of bulbs for a little money. That's where you get the small ones that uh, really don't materialize. But also beware of uh, individual bulbs that uh, cost several dollars, good many dollars. Zexmenia, which used to be called Widelia hispida. Native woody perennial, 15 inches tall and one and a half inch wide. The leaves are dark green. They're linear. They feel like sandpaper. This mounding perennial is covered with wire stems that support bright yellow daisy-like flowers that bloom from June until frost. Full sun to dappled shade, more compact and floriferous in full sun. It's excellent for a xeriscape native or low water use garden. Very clean, very attractive. So that's the report of plants from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, the Fort Worth Iris Society's 60th annual fall iris sale will be in the garden center on saturday september 25 next saturday from nine until four this is a great opportunity for you to purchase iris from local growers and iris specialists arrive early for the best selection that's from nine until four in the garden center building of the fort worth botanic garden they are located just north of i-30 off university drive across from trinity park it's just a couple miles west of downtown Fort Worth, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Their 24-hour information line is 817-463-4160 and the website fwbg.org, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org. I hope you'll get out there. It's a beautiful weekend to go see the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That report sponsored today by Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. This is Texas' premier roofing contractor. They've been serving the Metroplex with the finest in roofing. 
since way back in 1986. It's a second-generation family business with the experience of tens of thousands of roofs installed. Somewhere on that list, way up the list now, uh, the Sperry family roof is there. They installed our roof four years ago, and we could not be happier. We were having some leak problems. We were having some uh, deterioration of the roof, and we didn't even know it. I don't go up on the roof any longer, and there were things happening that I couldn't see from the ground. They'll do a free roof inspection for you. If you think you've had hail damage, which was our case, we were not home when the hail happened. We didn't realize it. Uh, if you've had hail damage or wind damage, they can see that. They can tell you. They'll bring photos down and show them to you. And uh, they'll be, I mean, they're obviously going to be your roof. They will be able to validate that for you. And uh, they are legitimate, honest business people who have been here since, as I said, 1986. If you want the best in roofs installed by a veteran company that will be here if you have any kind of questions years later, that's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, my sponsor of many, many years. 972 562-5788, serving the entire North Texas area, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. I'm Ed Jordan with Callaway's Nursery in Hearst. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Ed, very, very much. Let's start out with our first call today. This will be Marley from Oak Point. Marley, this is uh, Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, we're um, in Oak Point, and our HOA is wondering if we should give people more time to replace what looks like dead plants, dead bushes, and and I and even some trees. Um. Will they come back? Is there any chance? Somebody said that we should wait through the winter because they might actually come back next spring. I would want to know what kinds of plants, Marley, to, to give you a, an honest answer. Uh, HOAs sometimes get kind of aggressive and and don't don't look at horticultural facts. Some, I'm sorry, that was just a that sounded kind of harsh, but it's been my experience. Uh, some trees will come back. They may look a little ragged right now. For example, uh, there is every, every gradation of live oaks. A lot of live oaks got through and had no damage. Uh, a few live oaks were killed and are obviously not going to come out at all. They've lost their bark and there's not a leaf on them. And, and they need to be taken down before they fall and hurt somebody. So that's the two extremes. And then in between, you have some live oaks that have maybe... 70% of their leaves that they normally would have and may have a, a, a crack in the bark, a single crack somewhere in the trunk. And, and that live oak is probably going to heal. Somewhere farther down that list, you have a live oak that has lost some of its bark and has 40% of its leaves. And so, you know, in that case, I don't want to pass that judgment as a broad sweep answer. Um, by comparison, Indian hawthorns should have could have been taken out by the 1st of May of this past year. Uh, so those are the two extremes. Uh, other plants, I'd, I'd have to know what you're talking about. Oh, I see for sure. So basically, if uh, a live oak has no leaves 
you know, and looks dead, it's time to take it out. Uh, probably so, yes. If you had a certified arborist that you could put on retainer for four hours and have him or her drive your streets and just put a a, a tag or, or drive with a, a good and respected group of the HOA committee, your, your grounds committee or whoever, not, you know, not just somebody who is always getting yelled at by the, by the, I don't live in an HOA, but my son does. And I have a lot of friends who do. And, and once in a while you'll get a member of an HOA who just seems to stir the pot. <laughs> and, and so if you have a committee of people that are, are respected and, and that person, that group would go with a, a certified arborist, somebody who has the credentials. And, and that person would say at, at uh, 1530, King Avenue, uh, there is a live oak, uh, the one on the left side of the, of the walk needs to come down. Uh, and then you go down the street and there's another address, the one, the only live oak in the front yard. That one is, is not healthy, but it looks like it could survive. Keep an eye on that one and, and make note of those that are in any way in question. That probably okay. would be money well spent. So if there are bushes that are completely brown, even some of those might come back? I don't uh, come back is relative. If it were an oleander, it should be a five feet tall by now. If it were a pittosporum, it's not coming back. If it's a gardenia, it's not coming back. Indian hawthorns, there are people who are leaving Indian hawthorns that are ankle high. It's going to take them seven years to come back. But uh, technically, my plant's alive. I'm going to let it come back. And my newspaper columns all year and my e-gardens columns all year have said, Wait a minute. At what price are we willing to wait? This is, thing is not going to look like anything. And you're still going to have an Indian hawthorn that is highly subject to a fatal disease and a mosporium. Take it out. Replace it. See, it's, an, it's a plant by plant by plant. This is where, guard, uh, where HOAs need to have somebody who is in horticulture and knows the, the frailties of each of these species. Because it's more than just is it dead or alive. Is it worth saving? If it's an Arizona ash, is it worth saving? No, not with emerald ash borers coming into town. Even if it looks fairly good, it's still an ash. It's not going to live more than a few years anyway. That's so helpful. Thank you so much, Neil. I hope so. I hope so. Good luck, Marley. Yeah, this has been a tough year. All right, we'll come back to Brian and Irving. Mark and Waxahachie as we hopscotch around North Texas. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's my latest book. And it's the book you need to have in your hands. If you, if everything I have ever said or written or felt or talked about or grimaced or smiled is in this book. 840 photos, 344 pages. I passed over a lot of photos that didn't need to be in this book, some that I wanted to have in this book. And my editor and my graphic designer said, ah, I think you've covered that enough. And so, okay, whatever. That's why you have really good people helping you. The, the three of us put this book together. Cindy Smith, the graphic designer, and Carolyn Skye, the, the uh, finest editor you could ever hope to have. This covers all topics of outdoor gardening, from lawns and landscapes to annuals and perennials, fruit and vegetable gardening, for every county in the great state of Texas. And I self-published this book so I wouldn't have to answer to questions of a publishing house. That is 
a thankless task. As a guy who's written five books, I know that is a thankless task. So I self-published, so I got to make the decisions. I got to pick my own printer. We printed in Texas at Clear Visions in San Antonio. So Texas printers would keep their jobs. And uh, it's on high-quality paper, and it's a hardback. And still, it's only uh, uh, $36.95 plus tax and postage. This book would be $55 if you bought it in a bookstore or on Amazon. But it's only $36.95. The only place that you can get it is from my office or my website because it comes right out of my house and directly to your mailbox. I sign the copies as we sell them. I'll be doing that tonight. We'll get them boxed and sent in the mail tomorrow or Tuesday, and you'll have your book very quickly. Here are the two ways you can order. Satisfaction completely guaranteed. 67,000 copies sold to date and not one request for a refund yet. Order it from neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to go to my website, n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. It's a big day in the life of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. The church is more than 100 years old, but it is giving birth today. Consecration of the Melissa First United Methodist Church. Uh, we have, uh, this, this is our church, the, the uh, uh, McKinney First United Methodist Church. Tommy is our pastor, and uh, Tommy and other members of our church are going to Melissa today at 9 and 11, uh, along with the bishop and members from the bishop's office uh, to consecrate, dedicate, as you were, the uh, the brand new, wonderful uh, church facility for Pastor Stacy and her flock in Melissa. Uh, I think it will be First United Methodist Church of Melissa and uh, that is really fun. We've been in the First John Methodist Church of McKinney long enough to, to be there when, when that concept was introduced and, and we were invited to participate, and it has been fun to watch it develop. So today is the day of consecration of a brand new church, and you're invited to attend. And Tommy mentioned on my program on KLIF yesterday, Sister Station here, uh, that uh, it will live stream. And if I heard him correctly, it will live stream at 9 and at 11 on sharingtheheart.org. 
sharingtheheart.org. That is the church website, sharingtheheart.org. You might be thinking about replacing your old window treatments with beautiful plantation-style shutters. And if you are, let me just congratulate you because that's a wonderful decision. Sunburst shutters, that's plantation-style shutters at their best. They're made of polywood designed specifically for shutter application. Polywood is a man-made material that does not crack or warp or split or peel. Polywood is what we have in our home because we have sunburst shutters. We've had them for, I think, 10 or 11 years, somewhere in there. I'm losing count. I need to go back and find out exactly. We love our sunburst shutters. The people who install them, the people who own the company, pretty nice people. You'll enjoy meeting them. You'll enjoy their very quiet approach to helping you pick the best shutter for your window. Two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size, and uh, they'll help you choose the right louver size for the rest of your decor. Uh, Sunburst shutters come in white or off-white. You don't have to paint them. You don't have to do anything to them other than dust them, and they're easy to clean because they are so smooth. They don't crack or warp or split or peel because they are, there is no wood in them. They look like wood shutters, but they don't act like wood shutters. And uh, wait till you feel how easily they open and shut. Sunburst shutters, highly energy efficient. Oh my goodness, it's the best of all worlds. Sunburstshutters.com, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Their local phone number does uh, for all. It's 214-343-2601. They can give you directions to their showroom, which is part of their factory, or better yet, let them come to your home and bring samples right to your home. 214-343-2601. That's sunburstshutters.com. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Marshall Sapolsky with Callaway's in North Arlington, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Marshall, very, very much. Let's go back to the phone lines now, and we go to uh, Brian in Irving. Brian, this is Neil. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, thank you, sir. What can I do? Uh, first off, let me say that uh, I scored a lot of points. I got my mother, mother-in-law, my wife, and uh, my stepdaughter your book, and uh, they uh, <laughs> they thought I was the greatest uh, guy in the world. Well, I do too. So, Thank you. Right, so, and, uh, uh, now my question is on a uh, nuts edge. Um, I've got uh, a bunch of uh, paper bricks, and the nuts edge is coming up through the paper bricks. Hmm. I tried to burn it off, but it's a uh, it just, I mean, it, it burns and it comes right back, I mean, yeah, within right. a day. So is it just, am I going to have to sprinkle uh, image over the over the paper bricks? Or? Well, image is, is a, a liquid, so that's your advantage. Get the original okay. image that was intended for use as uh, as a nuts edge control, um, uh, not, not one of the products that is blended of other stuff. Um, it was such a successful product for Nutsedge that the manufacturer, the, the the company, got the marketing idea. Hey, that name sold well. Let's uh, let's put some other things together, and we'll call them Image also. So just go back to the original Image product, and okay. you'll need to make two applications thirty days apart, 
and both of them have to fall between May 15 and September 15, which means that the second one must be made no later than August 15 so that the, the follow-up can be September 15. You're too late so for I'm, this year, in other words, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, I need to I'm ask you, what, what do you have as... Uh, what do you have beneath the the pavers? I have on our driveway what's called a waster base. It's just poorly, uh, well, it wasn't even troweled concrete beneath. And I I don't I don't know that I want to recommend. Uh, uh, need to be more careful if that's what you have. To be honest, I don't know what's underneath the pavers, and and I'm not really in the mood to to dig it up. No, I understand. Little- it's probably just a it's probably just a bed of packed sand. We have a long driveway that comes down a hill, and the reason that this has the waster base uh, under this part of it down by our house is because that that part has uh, pavers that do not interlock. They look like bricks with rounded edges. They're cobblestone, whereas the rest of the driveway, this thirty five years old, rest of the driveway has a triangular paver that that does lock tightly together and that just has sand under it and and image would work great on that i okay. I, th- I think i think image is your answer and start in and, in, and, in mid-may and image is okay for uh saint augustine because i got a little bitty patch of grass i mean I'm, we're talking about maybe five square feet yes sir. of a patch of grass and I image got, is okay on that i got i got rid of nutsedge in my saint augustine lawn using image 30, 35 okay. years ago when the image was brand new. It worked beautifully. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you can so do much. it, Brian. I know you can do it. All right. <laughs> All right. There you go. Thank All you, right. sir. All right. Mark and Waxahachie, wait on me. I'll come to you right out of the news. Need to do the newscast. Stay right there. Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. They've been serving the Metroplex since 1981, so that means they're in their 41st year of this outstanding tree service. Steve Hauser is the founder and the owner, and Steve is one of the finest guys. How unassuming can an owner be? You would never pick him out of a crowd of, of people. Uh, as being the owner of this outstanding company. They have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters working with and around Steve, and uh, three of their people have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the great state of Texas, Steve being one and uh, two other men, and that means that they have the most outstanding. Twelve of their people, twelve of their foremen are... um, uh, International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Most companies may have one or two at the most. Arborological Services, 12. Oh, my goodness. And they have an 11-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion. Miguel Pastanez heads up the crew that does work at our home. And when they do work, they are so careful and they are so thorough and they are so expert in what they do. Whether that is just regular routine twice a year tree management and maintenance or whether it is climbing to the top of a tree that has some kind of a problem way up there or whether it is damage assessment and uh, appraisal you name it they do it if it has trees written on it somewhere then they are your specialists arborological services 866-552-7267 serving all of dallas and tarrant counties 866-552-7267. That's arborological.com on the web. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter at 
The Tree Experts, Arborological Services. If you're back in the office or working from home, feel free to listen on your computer at WBAP.com. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer. In other words, I've been writing it directly to your email, and it happens Thursday just a little after 6 p.m. Now, there always are five stories in eGardens. One of them will always be a featured plant of the week. One will be a featured question of the week, sometimes two, occasionally three questions of the week. And one will always be gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that are most critical to get done that weekend. It is free and always will be. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. I think you'll find it to be something that you really want to look at. It'll save you money. It will uh, It will have a lot of interesting information as well. But you must sign up for it. You must join the almost 80,000 other Texas gardeners who receive it each week. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Sign up now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Ninety-nine years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP and WBAP.com. The Biden administration is going to send thousands of Haitian migrants back to Haiti. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. We have a report of an accident on the westbound side of I-30, affecting travel very near Beach Street in Fort Worth. Construction's closed east and westbound I-30's HOV lanes between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. And construction blocks Highway 67's HOV lanes both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny and warm today, the high 92. It'll be hotter tomorrow, 97. Could get some rain, though, on Tuesday. Right now, sunny, 75 degrees. The Biden administration is about to begin expelling many of the Haitians who suddenly turned up at a border crossing in Del Rio, Texas. The U.S. plans to return them to Haiti. The sheriff in Del Rio estimates the number of migrants gathered under the international bridge there at 15,000. Recent statistics show the Dallas police making headway in their efforts to reduce violent crime. Since the introduction of Chief Eddie Garcia's plan, violent crime in the city is down 6%. Very proud of the work that the men and women of the Dallas Police Department have done uh, and how they bought into the plan and how they are truly making a difference in this city. Chief Eddie Garcia says... There's obviously more to be done. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 9 o'clock. 24-7 News coverage at WBAP.com. Thanks, Dennis. Callaway's Nursery sponsors this entire hour for this entire year. They have for many years, and they present a bountiful autumn harvest. My wife and I were out and about day before yesterday, and we stopped by the 7600 Greenville Avenue store just to take a look around. And I'd been by just before they opened it, but had not been in since they opened it. And uh, Cliff Baker is the manager there, and I said, Cliff, this store is beautiful. Nice job. And, uh, my 
goodness, they have uh, appointed that store gorgeously. Fresh from the farm, pumpkins and gourds have filled their stores, all their stores, and the variety will inspire you. Rediscover the fun of creating a festive display with all the colors and shapes and textures of the season. They have an imaginative assortment, including specialty pumpkins like Cinderella, Fairy Tale, Tiger Striped, Knucklehead, and of course plenty of jack-o'-lanterns for carving. Find the biggest pumpkin you can or one of the most unusual types in shape and texture. You'll love the whimsical nature of straw bales, corn stalks, and metal lawn from the lawn art from the round top collection in your landscape. Complete the look with plenty of gourds. They're great for adding that finishing touch to your landscape displays or use them in your home autumn decor. Creative, playful, and at all 21 Neighborhood Callaway's nursery stores. Ask uh, one of their uh, friendly Texas certified nursery professionals to help you with your plant selections. You can trust their expert gardening advice and tips. If you love plants, helping people, and spending time outdoors, you can become part of the Callaway's Texas-grown team. Callaway is now hiring at all of their locations. You can apply when you visit any of their breezy open-air stores in DFW. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery when you order online at Callaway's.com. Open seven days a week from 9 until 6. That's Callaway's Nursery. They're beautiful. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. It's the stuff. You behave and you listen to the police when they tell you what to do. People are talking about. 99% of this stuff wouldn't even happen. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. All right. And uh, Mueller, finally, before we go back to the phone lines. It seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But let's do some math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard. That's with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design. And they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home. And you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Mueller kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors in which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last, MuellerInc.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Rob from the Preston Road Store in Plano, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Rob, very, very much. It's a very busy store. Let's go back to the phones. We have a line open if you'd like to call 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Mark in Waxahachie, thank you for being so patient. How can I help you? Yeah, hi, morning, Neil. Uh, Preston, uh... We got some land out here, and we planted some crepe myrtles here about four years ago. And they're not super tall, but, you know, they're growing. They're there, and they're not close to the house. They're, they're a good ways away from the house. 
and been cutting the grass here like last month, and my daughter got stung a couple of times. Last week, my wife got stung, and yesterday, I got stung. It looks like the bees are harvesting inside the branches or the twigs there, the limbs. Okay. So I was wondering, instead of zapping them, when I cleaned around them and put the mulch, is there any kind of ground cover I could put also to, I don't know, just keep them away or is that just a, a lost cause? Um, if you're trying to plant a ground cover so that you don't have to put mulch around them, therefore come close to the crepe myrtle blooms, um, I would suggest you put the mulch down either at, in the evening or better yet, put it down when they're not blooming. There, there are plenty of months when they're not blooming. Get your mulch down earlier. Um, as far, I've grown crepe myrtles all of my life, and I have not ever been stung by bees while I was working around crepe myrtles. I've grown crepe myrtles hundreds at a time in bloom and right. watered them every day, and I've never been stung by bees. Um, are you sure these are bees and not yellow jackets? Yellow jackets are very aggressive. They will come get you even if you're just standing there waiting on the bus. Uh, bees normally don't do that unless they're being encountered, unless you're awfully close to their nest. You might look to make sure there's not a beehive somewhere right close. Well, that, that's it. That, that's what I'm saying. They're harvesting. they got their nest inside inside there. I, I already, I mean, I was like weeding in around the tree, and I was like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, ow. <laughs> no. Hey, okay, slow down just a little bit. You are seeing a beehive somewhere near? Yes, on, on the crepe murder itself, like on two or three different different trees of them. We you're like seeing you're seeing an actual beehive hanging from the tree limb. Yes. All right. I and what does it look like? I uh, like a honeycomb. All right. Um. I I want to help. Bees are so critical to us in pollination that I don't want to do anything to harm them. It's very rare that a beehive would form out in the middle of a crepe myrtle plant. It is incredibly common for yellow jackets to do that. I don't know if you have, have ever been stung by a yellow jacket. They hurt awfully, and they are just so attacking in their nature. Uh, if you paid close attention to what got you, and if you saw it and are sure it's a bee, then that's one thing. If, if it came up from behind you and just zapped you and flew off, then you really need to examine those, those combs and, and see if they are, uh, by any chance, yellow jackets. Watch them for a little while. I, I don't want right. to go any farther, Mark, on my answer because yellow jackets, I do. That's the one stinging flying insect that I will get rid of. I normally don't spray them because the sprays will kill my plants. What I do, and, and every one of those stinging things is beneficial. It's just not beneficial if it's busy stinging you while you're trying to conduct normal business out in the yard. Um, but I will knock them down and make them build their nest somewhere way over there in the woods or something. I don't want them around me. I don't want them around the, the entryway. If it's bees, I would probably do the same thing. But I, like I say, we don't want to harm the bees. But I don't think that's going to be bees that are going to be getting everybody that comes near that area. 
I, I may be wrong. I'm not an entomologist. You're talking to a horticulturist, and so you, you may have the wrong guy for this answer. Correct. A, I was just wondering, like, if I could plant something like mint a ground or cover is a ground cover is not the answer, okay. and, and clover attracts bees. You're gonna you're gonna add to your problem. It's a legume, and it's gonna attract bees. If you want to, if you want okay. to, to give you that answer, which I play under protest, this is not the answer to the problem you have. Right. But you would need a ground cover that doesn't bloom uh, much, if at all, and that would be something like Asian jasmine or purple winter creeper euonymus. But that's not going to solve this problem. Okay. So, yeah, do some more examining of the insect. Do it from a distance. Take a photo of the of the uh, honeycomb that you're seeing. See if it's flattened. Uh, see what it looks like, and and get it to an entomologist uh, in in Waxahachie. Your county extension office is there in Waxahachie. Let them help you identify what the insect is for sure, sure, before you make any decision of what to do. Correct. Okay, it sounds great. Yeah, I didn't want to harm them. I was just trying to figure out if I could put something on the ground. But okay, uh, but hear what I've said. Okay. I've given you a really thorough answer, and we keep going oh, back yeah. to the ground cover. That's I, no, I no, want you. No, I want uh, you to identify the pest. I got to run, but uh, hopefully that helped, Mark. I hope I helped you, and I really I understand the pain of that. I really do. Some people are very sensitive to it, also. So good luck with it. Let me go to. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go to Ted in Rockwall. I think I can help him not not compromise my next my final ad break for this hour. Ted, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good to talk with you. Thank you. I, I've, I've got a problem with my uh, front flower bed. It is very heavy soil. It does not uh, infiltrate very well. And on top of that, it's fairly shallow, and it's over the top of a mudstone, which does not percolate water at all. And so um, I have some issues. We were thinking about maybe excavating it. I was reading in in your in, in the uh, landscape Bible, Lone Star Gardening, uh, about preparing the soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have that page on preparing the soil for raised garden be- uh, beds, mm-hmm. and, and for actually for vegetable gardening. And I'm wondering what you might suggest for for us to. I, I don't know. I just feel we need to replace the soil. It's just it so sounds good. like it. Yeah, raised beds are always a good idea because, number one, you can bring in uh, uh, better soil. You can go down into the ground and take out the bad soil, so you, you kind of double your benefit. You, you add soil and you take out the bad soil. So instead of four inches of bad soil, you have eight inches of great soil. If you go down well, four inches, me, come Neil. up come up for Beg your pardon? Yeah, excuse me. We we don't want a raised bed. I was just saying that was where I got the information. I was wondering how far would we have to excavate? You say that eight to twelve inches. I mean, is I guess we I, we're thinking about taking all the soil out to twelve inches, to, so we could actually have to pull out some of that mudstone. Is and, this against uh, the I mean, house? Is, is twelve inches enough? Is this against the house? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, raised beds are always a good idea. I, I want to state that a second time, even though that's not apparently what you want. It's always a good idea. And the reason for that is that it gets incident water uh, out of the bed in a rainy period, and it gets it away from the house so that your foundation doesn't stay soggy. And uh, as you add organic matter to that new soil that you put in, the organic matter will decay and disappear. And so if you don't raise the bed to start with, 
it will end up as a pit as the organic matter decays. If you prepare a bed that's level with the, the surrounding grade, uh, two years later it will be two inches below the surrounding grade. So for all those reasons, I would encourage you to have a raised bed. Um, I don't think you need to go down 12 inches, but I would probably for most flowers, assuming you're not going to grow uh, five-foot-tall flowers uh, that close to the house, uh, for most flowers, if you go down, uh, if it were my bed, I would go down about eight inches. Um, I would come up four inches, so I'd have a foot of soil that way, and that's going to be adequate. I, I don't know what the mudstone is. I don't know what that translates to, but I would probably rototill into that to incorporate some of that with the organic matter and topsoil that you bring in. When I'm preparing a garden soil, and I've got to be mindful, I've got one more break to get in before I run out of time this hour. Uh, this this can become kind of lengthy, but I would add uh, probably five inches of organic matter and one inch of expanded shale. The organic matter would be two inches of uh, sphagnum peat moss and one inch each of well-rotted manure, uh, well-decayed compost, and uh, finely ground pine bark mulch. So that's five inches and one inch of expanded shale. And then I probably would bring in a sandy loam topsoil, uh, but I would find a, a soil vendor who will guarantee, absolutely guarantee to me that there is no nutsedge, nutgrass in it. And then I'd rototill that down in, and bring up probably three or four inches of that, that subsoil with a rear tine tiller so it's all really pulverized and blended. You get a much better, a more consistent job of rototilling if you use a, t- a tiller that has the tines behind the wheels than one out in front. Uh, you'll, once you use one, you'll see what I'm talking about and you'll understand why. But that's what I do. Do it all the time and, and it works out perfectly. It's like sifted flour when you're through. It works out just beautifully. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the You sure are welcome. And that, that will work, and I have the same kind of soil you have. So thank you very, very much. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing. That uh, information he had uh, may very well have been in Chapter 1, which is Basics of Gardening in Texas. And the reason I have Chapter 1 in this book is there are things that apply to everything, whether it's vegetable gardening or whether it's flower beds or whether it is small ground cover beds. Uh, they need the same kind of soil preparation. Chapter 2 is a, uh, a garden calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray. All of the plants in your landscape and garden, when to do things. That's something I've never put in a book before, and people tell me that's the most useful part of this entire book. Then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables in incredible detail. It took me about a year to write this book. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. It's a hardback on high quality paper and printed in Texas against all odds. If it had been in stores, this book would have been $55 or so. It's $36.95 plus tax and postage. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you spend. I've sold 67,000 copies so far and not one request for a refund. 
I sign the books as I sell them. I'll be signing tonight. If you'd like to get one before the postal rates go up in October, 1st of October, I think that's when it happens. They're raising the rates. A lot of the shippers are because they're having so much trouble hiring people. If you'd like to get it before the rate increase, order today. I'll be signing tonight, as I mentioned. The order can go to neilsperry.com, my website. You can learn more about the book there, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or you can call my office tomorrow, 800-752-GROW, 1-800-752-4769, but the better way is at neilsperry.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. That ever-shifting soil right here in North Texas is responsible for more foundation damage than any other single factor. You know, that's that soil that we were just talking about, that heavy clay soil. When it gets wet, then uh, it swells up. It just puffs up, and when it gets dry, it shrinks and cracks. You've heard me mention, I'm not much of a golfer. I have lost golf balls playing at cheap courses where they don't irrigate, and I've watched my golf ball go across the the flat surface of the uh, uninteresting fairway or rough and drill into these holes and disappear forever They're down there somewhere. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what happens to our foundations. Advanced Foundation Repair will come to your home and do a free home inspection of your foundation. If there are foundation problems, they will tell you that. And if you know that you have foundation problems, the telltale symptoms are well documented. You have doors and windows that open properly part of the year and open improperly, like they're stuck part of the year. You have uh, cracks in the tile or in grout or in uh, in brick or veneer, uh, uh, the mortar joints, any of that. that those are evidences. Uh, tape and bed work that is failing. Those are all evidences of problems with your foundation. Let them come out and do that free home inspection and determine if there are problems. And if there are, they'll tell you what they are, how bad they are, and if problems need to be solved and what it would cost to do so. I have been advertising for advanced foundation repair since 1995. Lots of wonderful comments from people. Comments like, I thought they'd be more expensive. I'm so glad they came. They worked quickly. They were they were uh, careful. 
things like that, things you want to hear. 214-333-0003 on the web foundationrepairs.com. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Sam Rogers from the Denton Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. All right, Sam, thank you very, very much. We are just about out of time for this hour, but we have another entire hour. Jacob, over by the Texas Motor Speedway, stay with me. I will help you with that ash tree, and uh, I will help you with your question. We have two open lines right now at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Give me a call, if you will, please. It's a, a great time to be a gardener in North Texas. The temperatures are about to start falling, and uh, all that icky summer weather is just about behind us. Again, 800-288-9227. We'll be right back. 